are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of that Locked On podcast network. Your team every day listening to who? Though is wonderful. And might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design for today's episode. We got a whole bunch to talk about. Of course, we're going to start off with those hot stove rumors. There's been some transactions going on, some trades, so we'll get into that. And uh, we got some news on expanded playoffs and the universal DH rule, so we'll get into that in the second segment today. But first... Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 from my personal account, at LockedOnDiamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, let's jump right into it, and let's first talk about some some transactions that's been going on in baseball. And I want to start with the big one that happened over the weekend. Uh, it happened yesterday, I guess. The Yankees acquired Jamison Talon from the Pirates. A nice blockbuster move. We've seen the Pirates rebuild here recently. They traded Josh Bell. They traded uh, Joe Musgrove. And now Jamison Talon is the next one to be traded. And he's heading over to New York. And he's going to be battling for what? Number two, number three spot in that rotation. Of course, Garrett Cole is going to get the nod as the number one starter. That is, you know, that, that's not even up for debate. But number two, you know, Corey Kluber, maybe, maybe Talon. Uh, you know, they still got Montgomery. Luis Severino's coming back. Still got Debbie Garcia. So there's a lot of question marks surrounding that Yankees rotation. Severino, and, and a lot of it's, you know, from dudes who haven't pitched in a while. Corey Kluber, he's barely pitched recently because he was dealing with injuries, and he just now getting back into the swing of things. He uh, barely pitched at all in 2020, only made one star in 2020 for one inning. So he he has a lot of question marks being 35 years old. Jamison Talon, he didn't pitch at all in 2020 and only pitched 37 innings in 2019 because of uh, Tommy John surgery. So him and Corey Kluber both been out for a long time now. And then Luis Severino, he only made uh he only pitched three times in 2019, 12 innings total. Didn't pitch at all in 2020. So three of their top five guys in the rotation barely pitched at all in 2020, if not at all. So Yankees have a lot of question marks in their rotation, but getting Jamison Talon, I think, was a good move. I like him a lot. And they only gave up their number 15, 19, and 21st best prospect and another shortstop. So they didn't give up a ton for him, and I like that move a lot for the New York Yankees. Uh, the Nationals, they added Brad Hand on a one-year, $10.5 million deal. So he's getting a nice chunk of change before a one-year deal. I'm not going to be too upset about it. Turned 31 uh, in March. A lot of people, you know, he had a great campaign in 2020. 
205 ERA, 34% strikeout rate. But a lot of people were unimpressed just because of his lack of velocity. He saw a little dip of his a little dip in his velocity in 2020. And still, I don't care. He led the major leagues in saves with 16. He was still dominant. He's been dominant the last two seasons. So I'm not gonna be upset at all with uh, giving Brad Hand that kind of deal if I'm a Nats fan. He's been a stud the last few years. It's a one-year deal, so I think that's a good deal for the Nationals. They get a guy who can slide into the back end of their bullpen, who's been arguably the best closer in baseball the last few seasons. The Red Sox and Yankees made a move today. The Yankees are setting Adam Ottavino to the Red Sox, you know, relief pitcher, and they're sending their number 24 prospect to the Red Sox. And in return, they're either getting a player to be named later or cash considerations. Uh, the Red Sox really struggled with their bullpen and just overall pitching. Uh, Adam was a stud in both 2018 and 2019, but had a real poor 2020 season, only a 5.89 ERA. But for the Red Sox, you're getting at least a decent relief pitcher who has been good in the past, just not in 2020. So maybe you just chalk it up to the COVID year and you get at least the number 24 prospect and the Yankees organization back. That might not really turn out to anything, but considering you might just give up cash for both of them, that's a good deal for the Red Sox. So a little bit of a salary dump for the Yankees, and I'm sure the Red Sox are happy to uh, accept that dump because as they say, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Now, uh, Pablo Sandoval is heading back to Atlanta. He and the Braves agreed on a one-year deal, minor league deal, so not really that interesting. I thought I would just throw that out there because Pablo Sandoval is always an interesting character in baseball. But now let's get into some rumors. Oh, and there was one more transaction that I missed. Kike Hernandez is also heading to the Red Sox along with Garrett Richards. Kike has been a super utility guy with the Dodgers and the Red Sox are a team that loves those super utility guys. Just remember Brock Holt. He was a fan favorite there for a long time. You know, they've always had different kind of utility guys throughout their time in Boston. So uh, good move for the Red Sox. They need a second baseman. He doesn't have a huge ceiling, but he can still... You know, he's still young. He still gets you 20-plus, 15 to 20-plus home runs. Uh, he gets on, not a really at a great rate, doesn't hit for a high average, but he does enough at the plate, especially with the pop, and he's a good defensive player, so the Red Sox are going to be happy to have him because all the reports are he's a great locker room guy, and he's going to fit great with that culture there. And they also got Garrett Richards, who, you know, is not someone who I think uh, turns a lot of heads but he's an effective pitcher, was an effective pitcher in 2020, was not that great in 2019. But if you cut out his 2019 season, this guy's been a stud throughout the majority of his career. Honestly, he had a five-year stretch where he had an ERA between like 2-6 and 3-6. So he has been a really good pitcher in the past, and that could be a high upside move for the Red Sox. We'll see what happens. Adam, uh, not Adam. Uh, Garrett Richards hasn't been elite with San Diego, but he was really good with the Angels, so maybe moving back to American League will help him out. He's led the league in wild pitches three times, so that's going to be the area he needs to work on. He can't do that in Fenway, where it's such a small ballpark, but I like the move by the Red Sox. I like getting both of those guys low-cost options. I just don't know how much it moves the needle in the AL East. And then let's get into some rumors real quick before we wrap up the first half of the podcast. Uh, it looks like the Yankees are talking once again to Brett Gardner. They're still interested in him. Uh, he's been a Yankee his whole career. He's been great for that franchise. He's a fan favorite. So that would be interesting to see Brett Gardner go back to the Yankees. 
The Giants are interested in a couple outfielders in Eddie, Rosario, and Jackie Bradley Jr. Rosario would be a nice power-hitting outfielder that they can add, and Jackie Bradley, I think, is the best defensive outfielder in all of baseball, so those would both be upgrades for the Giants. I'm hoping the D-backs could get one of those guys because they still need a center fielder. Uh, it looks like uh, Turner has the Dodgers on his list, and it seems like he has his options down to four. So he's got the Dodgers on his list of four. It seems like he, you know, wants a, a little bit more security, but it seems like most people want to just give him a short-term deal considering he's 36 years old. So he's still an interesting free agent to watch to see where he goes. Then the final rumor that I want to talk about is Chris Bryant might be involved in a blockbuster deal uh, within the next few days. That, that You know, some reports about that, but the teams that he's most likely linked to are the New York Mets and the Blue Jays. So just imagine Chris Bryant going over to the Mets with Francisco Lindor or going over to the Blue Jays with George Springer. If either of those teams made this kind of move, I you know, they would be skyrocketed, uh they would be skyrocketed above, you know, to the top of my power rankings. I don't know if they would be number one. Uh Mets already, you know, probably in my top five power rankings for teams next season that could win the World Series. Don't have the Blue Jays there. They're probably in my top ten. But if they went out there and got Chris Bryant, the Blue Jays would be in my top five for teams I think could win the World Series in 2021. Now, we'll get into some discussion about expanded playoffs and the universal DH rule, but first. I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Their bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. The reason why I love Built Bars is because they're healthy. I'm a health-conscious guy, try to go to the gym when I can, but I have a sweet tooth. And Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar, when in reality I'm actually eating a protein bar. That's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you, do go, if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. If you use promo code LOCKEDON, you can get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Are we ready for some football? Well, the Super Bowl is only a couple of weeks away, and there is only one place as you covered and one place we trust, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. I told you guys Brady was taking down Rodgers, and now I'm going to tell you Mahomes is going back-to-back winning the uh, not World Series, winning the Super Bowl, and he's going to do it against old man Brady. Now, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner on Twitter at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. Let's get back into it. And now I want to discuss universal uh, DH, universal DH and expanded playoffs because today the Major League Baseball Players Association rejected the league's most recent proposal to implement a universal DH rule. And 
The reason they did that is because the players essentially uh, didn't see the addition of a DH in the National League to be as advantage to its side as the expansion of playoffs is to the league. And I, I get some of that, but also with the expansion of the playoffs also would have came the implementation implementation of a pitch clock and spring training trial run with electronic strike zones, which I would have loved to see. But the main part of this deal is DH versus expanded playoffs. And there has been a lot of buzz around this and a, a quite a few debates around the expanded playoffs because I've been arguing with my Locked On hosts over here at the baseball side of things at the Locked On Network. And we, we just see it differently. A lot of people, a lot of baseball fans, a lot of these lockdown hosts, not all of them, of course, but a few of them think with the expanded playoffs means we're going to have less money for the players. It means teams are going to be less incentivized to spend on free agency because, you know, if we were already a mediocre team, now we're expanded playoffs. Why spend money in free agency if you don't have to be that good anyways to make the playoffs? And I get that side of the argument, but for me, I, I see it more on the other side of the argument. That's where more toward Eileen. I think if you're a mediocre team, if you're a team like the Diamondbacks who were, you know, outside of 2020, let's let's pretend it just finished the 2019 season. Okay. Let's let's not remember 2020 season. Let's pretend we just finished the 2019 season. The red uh the Diamondbacks just, you know, they, they were close to making the playoffs, but they finished with their 85 wins. They couldn't, you know, get over the hump down the stretch, and they were a team that was barely above 500. They made some noise, but they weren't good enough to make the playoffs. Now with the expanded playoffs, do you think the D-backs are gonna be less inclined to spend money? Hey, we just almost made the playoffs, but now since playoffs are expanded. Why spend any money in free agency? Maybe we'll just get there next year on the luck of our merit. No, I don't think that's how the D-backs would think. I think they would say, hey, we just won 85 games. Playoffs just got expanded. We might be a move or two away now from making the postseason. I think that's how a lot of other teams will think too. Lockdown hosts, not all of them, but a lot of them think, hey, Expanded playoffs, now teams, mediocre teams, they're never going to spend money. Why would they? They can just fall into the playoffs without being good. And yes, that's going to partly be true. There are going to be bad teams that make the playoffs that don't deserve to be there. But I think those teams on the cusp, those teams that are maybe mediocre, now they're going to say, why would I tank? It takes a lot less to make the playoffs. So why not spend a few more shekels during free agency and give my chance to make the playoffs? Give my fan base some hope. I don't think teams are going to start moving backwards and say, let's spend less money now that we have a greater chance of making the postseason. No, I think they're going to say, let's spend more money now since we got a chance of making the postseason. And if you want to give me the argument, the expanded playoffs waters down the league and competition, I totally agree with that aspect. I don't think... We should expand the playoffs in terms of... I, I don't like the competition aspect of expanding playoffs. I do think it waters down the league. I like it more with less teams because of that reason. But I'm not going to buy into the argument that if we do expand playoffs, teams are going to be less incentivized to spend money because I think that's not true. I actually think the opposite. I think teams are going to be more incentivized to spend money. And I want to see that. I want to see more teams spend money in free agency. So... In my perspective, I, you know, on my perspective, if if expanded playoffs leads to teams spending more money, then I want that. I want teams to be more active in free agency because more active participants in free agency gets more eyeballs to 
baseball and the overall sport during the offseason, which is the best time to get eyeballs to your sport. Whispers and rumors during the offseason is the most likely time for new audience to come in and for you to grow your exposure. The offseason, as I said before, has become just as entertaining in the regular season because people love transactions. So I think expanding the playoffs would give uh, you know fan bases more hope. I think organizations would say, hey, maybe I should spend more money in free agency because now we have a greater shot at making the playoffs. And the universal DH rule, that's something I have to see implemented. And I get it for the for the players. They they want to make sure if we're expanding playoffs and we get something good out of it because the DH rule probably isn't enough to sway them. Yeah, it might create more jobs because look at a guy like Nelson Cruz or Marcelo Zuna. They can only look at half the league right now for a job. So that's only 15 teams and not every team needs a DH. But if you you know get the universal DH rule, now you got more jobs for players and players can now extend their careers. You don't have pitchers hitting. So I think the universal DH rule, it's just great all around. But I get why players don't want to commit to that right now. And MLB is saying you will get extra money, extra revenue than you even got this year for get the expanded playoffs. They're saying you'll get an extra an extra 30 million on top of the 50 million we were already giving you for the 2020s expanded playoff field so if they're getting 80 million dollars now i think that would be you know a nice uh you know i think that would be great for players but they probably want even more money because the revenue for baseball once fans come back once we get over this pandemic their money would be even greater their revenue would skyrocket at a percentage even greater than the money that the new players than the new money that the players would be getting so in the end the league would still be winning because they would get more money from expanded playoff revenue than what the players would be getting in this little boost and this little raise that they'd be getting from the expanded playoffs. So I get why they don't want to accept the deal right now, why they would want to wait until they could get a larger share of that expanded revenue money. So I get that, but I'm hoping this does eventually come to a resolution because even though they rejected the proposal today, it's not a done deal. They still have time. They still got until spring training. So I'm hoping the Players Association and the, the you know, the union the and the overall Major League Baseball can come to an agreement because I want to see the universal DH rule. I'm indifferent to the idea of expanded playoffs. I just disagree with the idea that teams are going to become less incentivized. But if you think it's going to be a watered down sport and watered down competition, I won't disagree with you on that. So if you are for or against uh, expanded playoffs. I'm going to be indifferent with you on that area, depending on the argument you're giving me. But I don't care what your argument is for the universal DH rule. I want that. That's something that needs to happen in baseball. Why is only half the sport playing with a certain set of rules? That makes no sense. And universal DH rule just adds more excitement to the game. No one wants to see a pitcher can hit, even one that can rake. Yes, yes, it's fun when Bartolo Colon hits a home run, but I'd rather see Big Poppy hit a home run every fifth game. That's just my personal opinion. So I'm hoping the players, uh, you know, Union and uh, Major League Baseball can come to a resolution. They should be in favor of giving the players more money because we see what they're doing to them in free agency. They're already you know, trying to give them the least amount of money as possible. They're already not trying to give them long-term deals. So I'm hoping the players win in this, but 
by the players winning, I need to see the universal DH rule happen, and I could care less about the expanded playoffs, but the electronic the electronic strike zone, that is something that intrigues me, and I, that is something that I do want to see in spring training because that's something I have wanted to see in baseball. I don't like the human error when it comes to this. I don't mind human error when it comes to basketball refereeing or NFL refereeing because that's a lot tougher to decide. But a strike zone where we, we can actually decide, where we actually know what the parameters are, where it's not something that's touch and go like a foul or a holding call, where it's something more up to the discretion, what it catches, that's more up to the you know discretion of the referee. But a strike zone, we know what that is. If the ball is outside of this area, it is not a strike zone. So let's get that electronic strike zone in because the umpires can still be used in other facets of an MLB game. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's podcast. And remember, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Burskowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, bringing down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to miss the rest of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast dropping this week because it's your team every day with the best Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!